remember that preparation is the key to a successful meeting with your tax preparer. Just take the time you need to gather the documents, review changes, get your questions together. The more prepared you are, the more efficient your tax preparer can really work to maximize those tax savings for you. Well, hello, 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 and welcome to this episode of Beyond the Receipts, the podcast designed to help small business owners navigate the financial and tax landscape in their businesses. I'm your host, Hope Brown, the tax-minded bookkeeper, and today we are diving into such a timely topic. And this might be a little close to my heart because I am a tax preparer, but we are going to talk today about how to prepare for that meeting that you have coming up with your tax preparer. This is so timely. You know, we're right in a tax season and we want to make sure that that appointment is successful for you and that you're going in there really ready to rock it. So I'm going to start off the conversation to say that, okay, I know as a tax preparer, we are not the most popular people in the world. I get it. The IRS, the tax authority, taxes, it can be very intimidating, but I want you to think more so of it as preparation meets opportunity, (laughs) all right? Just remember, during the tax season, it's so crucial for small business owners to be more proactive in preparing to meet with their tax preparer. That's just gonna ensure a super smooth process for you and your preparer, but it's also gonna do something even better. And you know what that is? Maximizing your potential tax savings because you're gonna have your stuff together, all right? One of my favorite quotes is, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. Let that sink in. (laughs) That's by Benjamin Franklin. But we don't want you guys to fail. We want you to have a smooth tax season. Taxes are stressful enough. So let's jump right in and talk about some very proactive steps that you can take as a business owner. And I'll even add some tips as an individual that you can be doing before seeing your tax preparer to make that appointment go smoothly. Let's dive in. Before I really get started, though, let me take a moment to quickly share that most of the tips that I'm going to be sharing with everyone today are coming directly from our Preparing to Meet with Your Tax Professional Guide. That guide was a resource that we made available to our client list at the end of 2023, but definitely it has a wealth of information in it on just simple steps that you can be doing that I'll talk about today, but it just gives a little bit more meat to it. And you want to download that, we'll put a link to it in the show notes so you'll have that information also. All right, so I'm going to go through a list of seven steps that you can take prior to meeting with your tax preparer to help you really rock it on that appointment. Now, these recommendations that I'm about to talk about are coming from me as a tax preparer. I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of business owners before during the tax season, and I can tell you that this is a list that if I can get it in front of my client before I meet with them, things are just going to go a lot smoother during that appointment. They're going to be less stressed and they're going to be ready to go. Step number one that I want to talk about is just confirming your accounting is up to date as both a bookkeeper and also a tax preparer. I can't tell you how many clients are coming to us now. And basically their accounting is not done for 2023. Yeah, we're in 2024, but they're still trying to wrap up the year. On top of that, they're still trying to also keep organized 2024. We see this a lot. So definitely you wanna do things like confirming all of your bank accounts, the credit card accounts, 
any kind of loan accounts are, are all reconciled in the books up to the last completed month of the year. So that would be December of 2023. Any kind of adjustments that have needed to be made to the books have been made. Any kind of issues have been resolved for 2023. So that's step one. Just confirm that your accounting is 100% up to date and we finished everything out through December 31st, 2023. Step two, what I want to talk about is reviewing your financials for accuracy, all right? It's not enough to have a pretty little profit and loss statement or a balance sheet if they are not correct, all right? You want to review that profit and loss slash income statement Examine it for any mistakes you see just to correct, such as expenses not being included or maybe incorrectly being categorized. Also, you'll want to look for any kind of irregular trends with the revenue. If something doesn't look right with things not being reported properly as far as money coming in, or maybe something got double booked or whatever in the bookkeeping, this is a time before we give it to our tax preparer to kind of check it out. Now, with the balance sheet, pretty much the same thing. You want to check and make sure that the account balances are correct. Look for things like negative account balances or ones that are too high or low or just extreme differences from the prior fiscal year. This is going to give you a clue to like, okay, maybe something is not right with these and I need to talk to someone to help me to kind of clean them up or get them ready properly for the tax repair. All right, so now I'm going to go into step three, which is all about organization, and that is organizing your source documents. So some of these are going to be things that your tax preparer might need, but some of these are going to be things that you just may want to have in a safekeeping place, a safekeeping place, preferably probably that should be electronic. I know a lot of people are old school with the paper, you know, power out to killing the trees. <laughs> like I get it, but I can tell you nowadays with receipts as cheap as the ink is and things and fading, I definitely love to have electronic copies of my receipt. And I personally keep them on Google Drive. Now, let's talk about what type of source documents you need to be organizing. I would say receipts. You want to gather those receipts for the tax year and keep them on file in case they're needed later for either your own purposes or maybe an audit purpose. I'm sure you guys have heard it before, but I always recommend saving with documentation, explaining the who, the what, and why it was used for business. It's just good practices of documentation, all right? I also wanna suggest that you may wanna save your bank statements. Bank statements are super good to have for your own reference if the IRS wants to request them later on for review. And also maintaining a copy can be useful if, for example, you don't have access online anymore to those bank statements. Time can happen, and sometimes banks will not keep statements over a certain year. I know sometimes they won't let you go and retrieve transactions before a certain point. We've definitely seen that before in the practice. And then lastly, maybe you're no longer a bank customer and, you know, some other bank just appealed to you. But before you close that account, you forgot to download those statements. It's just always a good idea during the tax year to just get those statements, maybe upload them to Google Drive or find some other way to keep them electronically. Actually, QuickBooks Online has a document sharing location where you can store statements there as well too. The last type of source document that I wanna talk about, probably having ready for your tax preparer, depending on what kind of business entity you are, is you wanna have sale documents for any assets that were disposed of, sold, or maybe even purchased during that tax year. 
Again, make these available for your tax professional and just mention those transactions to them and the occurrence and the conditions around that because those are things, depending on how we're looking at the documentation that we may miss. So it's always good to have that conversation with the tax professional if they aren't already asking you about it. All right, so we're going to talk about step number four now of how to prepare to see your tax preparer. And one of the things that I like to do personally, just because my life can be all over the place sometimes, I don't know about you, but especially during the tax season is just prepare a place for those tax documents that you'll be sent. Okay, normally by the end of January, February, and some people I know even early March are still getting various documents or tax forms from maybe one entity you worked with, maybe one entity was um, a bank or a, a brokerage firm, you know, who you invested with. I mean, all these different scenarios are happening. I just recommend having a central place that as soon as those documents come in, having some type of filing system to receive them, whether it's virtual or in U.S. mail, so that you can put those in immediately, (laughs) okay? I don't care if it's a basket by the door. You know how that tax document looks when it comes in in that little thin envelope and it says official tax document. Just take it, put it in the basket, put it in the basket immediately. And the same thing when you're getting those virtual notifications by email that you can go and download things, Just put it in some type of electronic file system so you have it and you're ready when your appointment comes up. You want to be able to provide that information organized to your preparer. It's a good idea to collect those tax documents and just be ready to send everything to your tax preparer together. I can be honest and share with you as a tax preparer, when we're getting information piecemeal, we don't even start the return because it can cause confusion. I definitely will have individuals fill out our organizer and upload the majority, if not all of the tax information. And then once we have that information, we may start the return if we're waiting maybe for like one brokerage statement or something. And that's just because those normally come out later in the tax season. But definitely just have that information and try to give it to your preparer all at once. So let's go on to step number five, and it is all about communication. And when I say communication, I mean communicating with your tax professional. Nat Turner once said, good communication is the bridge between confusion and clarity. (laughs) All right, so we got to talk to our tax professional. And we start that off by number one, picking up the phone, doing the email to even establish the appointment. Be intentional with getting your taxes done. It's something about making that appointment that starts the clock ticking. And you know you got to get your stuff together. If you haven't for the last 12 months, you have to get it together at that point. But anyway, reach out, make your appointment with your tax professional. And then when you're there, talk to the individual. You want to be working with someone who is going to be listening about your business goals, maybe discuss with you the challenges and any significant changes in operations that happened before December the 31st, because that can have an impact on your tax situation. So you definitely want to be taking the time to provide that information to the preparer. If they're not asking you about those kind of things, you may want to be working with someone else who is a little bit more proactive about understanding processes and things happening in your business. Now, in addition to talking about what happened last year, One of the things I want to talk about is maybe doing some tax planning based on what's going to happen in the upcoming year. And I say that because 
I can tell you, you know, when we're doing your taxes during a season, in a lot of cases, we're in compliance mode. We are in tax preparation mode. We're trying to reduce that taxable income. So I may not even be knowledgeable about the fact that you're about to go for a business loan in six months and you need to be able to show a certain income. Communicate that kind of stuff with me so that we can strategize and plan to not only maximize your tax savings, but also not talk you out of getting a loan. Because I can tell you, I have talked to loan officers before and they want to be able to lend money to a business, but the taxable income was so low, like it's nothing they can do with it. That's just one example of why you want to be talking to your tax professional about plans in the upcoming year about your business, all right? Then also talking with us can help us be able to help you discover tax credits, possible write-offs, all of those different things that can really favor your business from a tax perspective. Another missed opportunity that I see a lot of individuals not taking advantage of is as self-employed individuals, a lot of people are not planning for retirement. But talk to your tax professional about possible tax strategies such as 401ks or SEP IRA accounts They can be done by self-employed individuals so that you can be using these strategies to not only save for your future, but also be able to minimize the taxes in your business. Now we're in home stretch, uh, preparing to see your preparer and just being ready for the tax season. And I'm going to talk about step number six in my guide, which is understanding upcoming tax dates. Like this is something that as a business owner, we want to be doing this, not just during the tax season, but really all during the tax year, all right? Because there are always gonna be tax deadlines that as a business owner, we're responsible for. But I definitely wanna make sure that you know the filing deadline that you're up against. So depending on your entity type, it may be in March, it may be in April, all these dates are gonna be coming up that impact information that you need to have to your preparer by a certain date. Now, let me just be blunt, (laughs) all right? If your taxes are supposed to be filed, your business taxes, by March 15th, I'm going to just suggest that you file an extension, okay? Because it's just difficult with the volume of business that you have as a firm. If someone's bringing their tax return to you that's due by March 15th, and it's like March the 10th, like, um, (laughs) you know, we're running out of time here, and we're probably going to do an extension with that. And I would say the same thing for the individual side of the house. April 15th, we know it's here. Don't be bringing your stuff up to the tax preparer knowing it needs to be filed by April 15th, by April 10th. That's not going to (laughs) happen. So at that point, I would suggest you just want to talk to the tax preparer about doing an extension and getting that extra six months of filing time that you need, whether it's on the business end of it or the individual end. Yeah, that's it. Understand the tax dates that you're up against, especially during the tax season when it's kind of like our Super Bowl time in the industry is advice that I would definitely recommend. I'm going to move on now to step number seven, and that is organize the other information that you may need for your preparer. And what do I mean by that? Up to this point, we've talked about maybe bookkeeping, software, making sure that those books are reconciled, everything ended out. But sometimes beyond that, there's information we may need to do your return, depending on your entity type. For example, I would love to know how much in estimated tax payments you've made for the prior tax year. 
maybe vehicle mileage, having that mileage log, like don't leave that money on the table, but having that vehicle mileage log ready for me if you're self-employed, having information about the expenses for the vehicle, maintenance, any kind of taxes paid. What if we're doing the home office deduction? I'm going to need other information if I'm going to do that deduction for my clients. I'm going to need square footage information of a home, maybe of just the office space itself. I'm going to be asking questions about the total utilities, the rent, the mortgage. Maybe we're doing depreciation on some kind of business or rental property. I'm going to be asking for all of that information. So having some of that stuff organized before we get to the tax table is super helpful for both of us. Now, we talked about a lot of the business stuff, but let's talk about just the normal individual tax stuff that we need to do your tax return. Say, for example, your normal life, your non-business life. That could be, for example, in addition to like the W-2 forms, maybe you have interest statements, 1099-INT or dividend statements, any kind of brokerage statements. It could be other stuff for mortgage statements for your home. It could be for state refund tuition for your child's school. It could be for HSA distributions. That's going back to that basket I told you to put by the door (laughs) to get all of that stuff that's coming through, all of those tax forms that are coming through in January, February timeframe. Now, a good preparer should have a way that they can help you organize the receipt of this information. For example, in our firm, we are a virtual firm. So clients reach out to us, we have an organizer that they can be assigned, and it gives them a checklist of the information that we can gather from them that we're going to need to do their taxes depending on if they're individual or a business. We really perfected this during COVID. And to be honest with you, it just really, really, really streamlined the collection of documents that we need for us internally, for our clients, so that clients at their leisure can upload the documents they need. It gives them a checklist of documents that we need. Everything goes a lot smoother. So it doesn't hurt to reach out and see if your preparer can at least offer you that as you're getting your information together. Because we want to see you guys succeed too with getting ready for these appointments. It's going to be a win-win for both of us. <laughs> okay. Now, I want to go back and just share with everybody and remind them that All of the tips that I shared with you today can be downloaded from our website in our preparing to meet with your tax professional guide. So all of those yummy tips are right there for you. All right. As we wrap this episode up, remember that preparation is the key to a successful meeting with your tax preparer. Just take the time you need to gather the documents, review changes, get your questions together. The more prepared you are, the more efficient your tax preparer can really work to maximize those tax savings for you. Again, just a reminder, reach out to your preparer. I've covered a lot of information, but it's nothing like having your own preparer to look at your situation and give you a customized solution for your tax preparation process. All right, so thank you so much for joining on this episode of Beyond the Receipts and just thinking beyond just the receipts in your business. Like it's so much else you have to consider as a business owner with the financial piece, tax piece, et cetera, all right? And you got this, you got this. Now, if you found this episode helpful, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, I am Hope Brown, the tax-minded bookkeeper, and I will see you in the next episode. Peace. (laughs) 
So I hope this message resonated with you on some level as an entrepreneur, whether you're just getting started or maybe you've been in the game for a while. Definitely don't forget to rate and review the podcast. And of course, you're welcome to connect with us on social media at the Tax Minded Bookkeeper and share your thoughts, comments on the episode. So that's it for now. And until we meet again, you got this entrepreneur thing. And don't forget to operate your business beyond the receipts.